Although edited for television, tonight's thriller contains scenes of suspense and violence which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Parental discretion is advised. State of the art Japanese animation. Welcome back to the Otaku Host Club podcast. I am Amelia, and today I'm joined here with Jeff and Dan. And Christella! <laughs> <laughs> this is AI voice changer. Yeah. <laughs> it is Christella pretending to be Dan through AI voice changing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, welcome back. I'm back. You're back from I've your vacay. Good to see you. Yeah. You sound a, from the pre-show that um like you're really busy and it wasn't relaxing now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the trip the, yeah, the trip itself was relaxing and enjoyable and fun. I've uh, yeah, just been so busy with all of my various punk stuff since I got back. Um if you hop in the Discord, I've posted some of the pictures from my trip of all the different anime things that I saw and did if you hop on our uh group text message you can see me talking about all the different things that i did to <laughs> blow up people's phones and all ran around um but yeah it was it was a good trip the whole way around um yeah i got some quality time with tweety and ava and and that circle of friends and i got to see my best friend chris and his family unit I'm very pleased that Chris has passed my welfare check. He's he's doing well. His wife, baby, sisters, sisters, family, everybody's holding in there just fine. So I'm feeling good. It was a great trip. Hell yeah. Well, in this episode, we're going to do a little bit of an anime leftovers episode. And we're going to talk about Oshinoko. Because I have been pestering Dan to watch it ever since I watched the first episode. Um, But before that, what have y'all been up to? Dan, we know you've been on vacay. Have you watched any anime? No. Okay. (laughs) I I was trying to sell Chris on Vinland Saga. Okay. Um, As I try to sell everyone on Vinland Saga. Uh... And I've been, in addition to my my Otaku Host Club watch duties, I have been making my way back through the new Vinland Saga season. Okay. Uh, and it is, yeah, fucking excellent. I finished My Hero Academia. I'm all caught up on My Hero Academia. I forget if I Whoa. ever mentioned that at any point. Kind of. Um, but I, I, yeah, but I'm I'm into this. I, I thought this latest season was rock solid. Yeah, I've I've totally enjoyed it. Of uh, the first half, the big big war against the uh, the villains, I thought was tremendous. I damn near marathon the entire thing. Is is top tier My Hero Academia action, mm. and the second half with uh, Deku going rogue. All right, Deku, we got its, our SEO. Yeah, he uh, yeah, it, it had its its high points as well. It was solid. Okay. 
Yeah, you, I, you, you two look like you're completely <laughs> under <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I, You know, I tried watching a, it and the last season, and I was enjoying it. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was fun, you know? But mm-hmm. there's just other things that seem more interesting. I think these long, these long format shows, I haven't even caught up with One Piece yet. You know, I'm like 60 plus episodes behind on that. Like, what do I prioritize? And then, you know, you got Vinland Saga, which is phenomenal. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to mm-hmm. it. Eventually. I will not yeah. make empty promises. I will not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so it's, it's interesting that you bring this up, Jeff, because this was something that I discussed on, on my group chat with the No Blues guys and their friend group, uh, because they were all championing The Last of Us and poo-pooing on The Walking Dead. Poo-poo. Oh. And... As we have discussed in the Discord, one of my big projects last year was to watch the entirety of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I did watch The Last of Us. Chris Chris and I watched a couple episodes um, when I was in Dubai. And I finished it up when I got back. And I, I loved it. I'm a fan. I watched season two for sure. I thought it lived up to the hype. It was great. Uh, but it does not. that does not take away from how good The Walking Dead is. And I hate, I, I think it's a weird historical revisionism to act like The Walking Dead is so bad and so crappy and uh, The Last of Us is such a, a, like, oh, this this is the show that we always wanted with post-apocalyptic zombie-like stories, you know, not The Walking Dead. I think that's a weird historical revisionism just because season one of The Walking Dead was fucking awesome. And it holds up really, really well. Mm-hmm. It's still great. And if you remember at that time, everybody thought it was great. People only decided afterwards that the show as a totality was was bad. Um, and yeah, forget that they too liked season one of The Walking Dead at that time as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a different kind of show than The Last of Us. The Walking Dead is a bit more plot oriented and more like action and horror uh the last of us more character oriented and more thematic and emotional in a way uh, but still walking dead is fucking great and i think people like uh, i've thought about why everyone now poo-poos on the walking dead uh and i'm always surprised by the number of people because the group chat was full of people that were just saying, oh, it's too long. I don't care. I'm not going to watch 15 seasons or something, 11 seasons or something. I'm, I, oh, I, I don't, I don't want to watch television longer than two or three seasons at a time. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, it's, it, it is too long. It's like, it, it's an alien concept to me because not that length equals quality, but length is independent of quality, in my opinion. And I, I think you need at least a certain amount of length in order to actually tell a compelling story and build a compelling world. Uh, rare is the show. Like, you know, Furikuri is a rare one to be able to condense so much character writing and storytelling down to such a, a dense handful of episodes. Right. In general, you need a little bit of time to, you know, get things going. You know, granted, you don't need 11, 12 seasons to get things going, but I don't see length as being a bad thing. Mm. I think people were praising Last of Us because it was based on a video game, and video game adaptions are usually shit. I think that is, is also true. where the hype and praise comes from. 
not so much that it's better. I haven't really heard that it's better than Walking Dead. Because I agree, I don't think one is better. You know, there's two different things, two different, completely different things. So, yeah, hmm. that's odd. I mean... Okay, maybe I'm, I'm just looking at slanted internet chatter or something. Hmm. Bubble? Was it a bubble discussion? Oh, uh, yeah, probably, mm. yeah. Yeah, well, as far as anime goes, yeah, I don't know. I There's so much media to watch. I, I think my attention span is just limited <laughs> currently for long, for long format shows, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But... Well, and, and that's certainly been a trend within anime within our uh, within our lifetimes, mm-hmm. and even I mean, maybe this is even worth doing an entire show just just diving into this uh, the mechanics and the realities of of this fact that anime shows are simply shorter than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Think of uh, <clears throat> I mean, not and not even just Legend of the Galactic Heroes, which is its own separate topic but think about fist of the north star coming in at like 110 episodes think about um galaxy express 999 coming in at 113 episodes mm-hmm. uh now compare that to you know like 90s early 2000s shows cowboy bebop 24 episodes samurai shampoo 24 episodes uh full metal alchemist 50 50 some episodes monster 50 some or 75 episodes um until now, currently airing shows are like... 11. 10, 11 episodes. <laughs> 13 episodes max. Yeah. Mm. You know, Venland Saga stands out for having a full 24 episodes. Mm. That's, that's increasingly rare. And I, I mean, I, I do think that that's part of our just cultural tailspin in losing attention span. I think that's a... a I think that change is a symptom of the times rather than... A something that is is driving the times, if you understand what I mean. Yep. Mm. Yeah, everything's pulling for your attention, mm-hmm. including our phones. <laughs> Are you saying that because you can hear my phone vibrate? No. <laughs> uh, you know, yes, he was calling you out. Yes, yes. No, I really didn't hear. <laughs> I'm going to say I did. <laughs> okay. And now, I yeah, have. somebody's. I got. I got, a, I got somebody messaging me on Tinder. Oh, I can see it from from here, but it's okay. I'll, I'm going to toss Touché. my phone across the room. Don't look at it. Yeah, there it goes. Well, I don't know if I've um, watched anything new since the last time. Since uh, me, Jeff, and Christella just recorded a seasonal episode <laughs> last night. Um, oh, not yeah. much new to report there. Um, but if you want to listen to a seasonal review of the spring season head on over to our patreon patreon.com slash otaku host club the three dollar tier gets you into amelia's anime hour where me and jeff and Christelle talk about seasonals you know what's just finished up today what gundam witch from mercury oh my goodness oh yeah i gotta get we on didn't get a shit. chance to talk about we that we didn't one. go off king well <laughs> <laughs> It was okay. <laughs> it was, I like to think of it as the modern day Zeta Gundam meets Gundam X or like Gundam Siege, trying to be like the new hip modernized version of those shows. It should have been called Gundam 
Gen Z. Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I just really just want more lightning bolt, but you know, I'm an old, I'm an old head over here. I just um, like, I like the university, Universal Century. Hmm. I watched Thunderbolt. It. Thunderbolt. Yeah. Yeah, with the jazz, the jazz. And, and the soul music. Oh yeah, every Gundam series needs jazz. That's I. I won't accept anything else. <laughs> yeah, Gundam Thunderbolt kicked ass. It would be great if there were. I mean, they opened. They left the door open for more seasons. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, The Witch from Mercury was entertaining. Uh, I I enjoyed. Like I said on the Discord, I like the, the character designs and. Mm-hmm. The, the mech designs were cool. Um, but it was definitely pulling from a lot of other shows. I, I didn't quite understand this, you know, Silent Zero, the 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 lingo that they used, the the jargon they used for the for the show seemed too abstract to me and I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't um, it wasn't grounded enough, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, you couldn't look up the word while you were reading. Could you? <laughs> I mean, you got like new types, right? <laughs> Who are like, well, I can sense other people and we can yeah. communicate. Like to me, that makes more sense than like a data storm where your body is syncing with your mobile suit. And I don't know, like it, it's not like Ghost in the Shell, like their ghost can pilot the Gundam. Mm. If that makes mm. sense. Um, but mm. only like, Spoiler alert, only a couple characters can do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically one. Um, <laughs> who the, the story... So yeah, and, and like in the prologue kind of sets this all up. But I thought the prologue... Like everything else after that didn't feel like it was... It had the same potential as the prologue led on to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it like... The prologue it, like it, the it episode down. zero? Or yeah. the first 12 episodes? Episode zero. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, maybe it needs a rewatch. Maybe I just need to rewatch it. Mm. I enjoyed the first core of it. Um, I thought it was pretty um, easy to get into for a Gundam series. You mm-hmm. didn't really have to know anything about anything else. It was like pretty self-contained. Um, yeah. The characters were likable enough to get into the story. Um, I did like the aspect of like the business, like the AI and the business side of it and um, how the kids had to like make a business mm-hmm. and then get it funded. I thought that part was really cool. Um, I don't know why I didn't watch the second core. I just didn't. So maybe that'll be this. Because you didn't <laughs> want to watch multi corporations, multinational corporations, space corporations fight each other. You don't want to watch Amazon and Google fight it out in space. Yeah, I already see that now. <laughs> you see you know. But yeah, already I mean, well, that. you're not. But you're not going to see it anymore. They called off the Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, that's fight. right. Damn. Damn. They were going to fight. Okay. I heard about that. So that wasn't just that wasn't just uh, posturing, or you know, a I didn't I didn't read that much about it, but it appeared to me that it was not just posturing that that was going to be a real thing, and then it was not going to be a real thing. But I'm I would put my money on Mark Zuckerberg. And that he would take off his human mask and, and like, he's, reptile. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a reptile for sure. Yeah. And he, like, yeah, like, chomps 
Elon Musk's head off. Yeah. yeah. It would be the sequel to Dora Hedora. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Um, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about. And we need to announce to the listeners the results of the ChatGBT poll. Oh. Oh, that too. Yeah. Because that too. Well, we got anime news too, don't we? Don't we have a lot of anime news? Pano's going to get really excited to announce the ChatGPT first. <laughs> Let's do news afterwards. Yeah, okay. Oh. Or we keep everybody on edge and we announce the winner <laughs> after the we do the news. At the very end. <laughs> yeah, at the very <laughs> the end. very end. Never mind. <laughs> no, sorry. I, I didn't mean to, to take the wind out of your sails. I apologize. I was just going to announce it to our listeners in case they weren't in the Discord. <laughs> Who's not in the Discord? Bro. I mean, yeah, <laughs> losers. A lot of our listeners aren't. <laughs> even even I've been posting in the Discord in the last couple of days. Yum. That's how I know anime news. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you who are not in our Discord um, or following us on social media, you know, you're old school. You just listen to your podcasts on Spotify. Um, the oh. results of. The ChatGBT episode, we had ChatGBT give us three topics to talk about, and we were going to turn one of them into a real episode that we'll discuss. And the winner is The Rise of Isekai. So, it looks like, Dan, you might be watching a seasonal show next season, this season. Yeah, well, so what, so... Yeah, we're going to have to do a little bit of research on the rise of Isekai. Yeah. Um, but it comes just in time for me to make you watch Mushoko Tensei and Mushoko Tensei's third season to come out. Oh, sure, sure. Well, that's true. Well, the, yeah, this is, this is a way that uh, we, could dole, yeah, we could divvy out our discussion by having each of us watch a different Isekai show to bring to the table. Hell yeah. Mm. So I, can, I can dig into... Mushoko Tensei. You mean you don't want to yeah. review Twelve Kingdoms? Well, no, you should. <laughs> Did you? How much, didn't you only watch like three or four episodes of it? I watched the whole damn. Thing, I got like about forty some episodes. Twelve in? Yeah, I got about twelve. Yeah, in. I got waste. a solid amount. Yeah. So you, yeah, you got enough to realize it was a waste to stop watching. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> I kept I kept watching that shit. I'm a glutton glutton for punishment. Uh, but there's plenty of great isekai in this world, like uh, Visions of Escaflown. Mm-hmm. Going why on are school. You guys, you guys, why? Yeah. Why are you guys looking at me like what the fuck? That's not a great isekai. <laughs> yeah, it is. I thought it was Escaflone. Is it Escaflone? Yeah, Vision. Escafloni. 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 Yeah. Also, we have to watch shitty Isekai, too. (laughs) We have to watch. We have to start from the bottom and rise to the top, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Yeah. Because we need to appreciate the Mushoku Tenseis of the world. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm So that's the shitty one. That's the shitty one. No, that's the good one. That's the good one. (laughs) Okay. And we need to watch the Never Ending Story. Story. Yeah. 
I, I think I used to watch it as a little kid. Oh my god, I watched it too much as a little kid. I wanted to yeah. be isekai'd into the never-ending story. And you know what? Very fun fact. I named one of my cats after the Orin in Never-Ending Story. Hmm. Yeah, because hmm. um, Steven's mom had found him, and we were not living with her but she had two cats we had two cats um we were i was around i was at home to take care of a tiny baby n- newborn kitten that had been found in the woods um and that night we me and steven were watching the never ending story <laughs> on vhs and i was like we got to think of a name for this little guy cuz i can't have a cat in my possession without it having a name i just can't um and i was mm-hmm. like and we were watching it, and he was like, oh, so they, they like, close up on the Orin, and he's like, the Orin. And, like, they're like, oh. And I was like, oh, let's call him Orin. <laughs> Movie's awful. Watching it as an adult, it's just, I don't know. It, it doesn't hold up. No nostalgia factor? Nah. I mm. love it. I still I love thought it. it. I thought there would be nostalgia, but... I was. I just couldn't help but. Uh, I actually thought it was hysterical. Maybe because I was high, but it was. I, everything was just so cheesy and corny. But I guess that's oh the my point, God. right? I cry every single time I watch that movie. I can't go through the movie without crying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, as you say all this, I I have no particular memory of the never-ending story. I just remember Falcor oh oh. flying with his big ears. Yeah, he's all like scaly and fluffy at the same time and it's just like yeah that's that's the only thing i remember about it is falcor i don't remember any of the characters or plot or i will say falcor is pretty fucking funny yeah (laughs) i can't take falcor seriously yeah he's cool he's got big dopey eyes and then he just goes (laughs) 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 so isekai next maybe in a month maybe two yeah Yeah, i feel like this is something we got to do a little bit of research on yes okay look forward to that one in the future we will definitely let you know when that episode is coming next so you guys can get excited but Mm -hmm. yeah okay now we can talk about the news should we watch the attack on titan final season four part four uh trailer Oh my god. Uh, wait. Are we hate watching? Then yes. It's only 30 seconds. Yeah. Though. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, well, okay. Sure. <laughs> when was the last that time we've done this? That enrages me. We haven't done this that in a while. That enrages me. We haven't uh, done this in a while. Can we share? I need to share my. Yeah, let me. Uh, Are you screen? Do this for a second. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not in English, but listeners going to have to learn Japanese. There we go. ここにある気に向かって三人で掛け子をしたただ走ってるだけで気持ちよかったその時僕はなぜかこう思ったここで三人で掛け子をするためにうまれてきたんじゃないかって言ってらっしゃいヘレンヴェリードラマティック very dramatic. So, I mean, it looks sick, but why? Why isn't it out now? I, mean, I, I just don't like. I don't get it. Like this is this is the sequel to 
what was released a couple of weeks ago or months ago or whatever. It's a shame because I love Attack on Titan, but this this whole the whole experience of watching it get chopped into small bits and and like parceled out to us over the course of several months has just really killed my joy and interest in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they're thinking that people should be on the seat of their uh, on the yep. uh, edge of their seats yep. waiting for every uh, you know killer dramatic moment, but instead I'm like. May I remember these scenes from the manga, but like, like what what happened in the last installment of Attack on Titan? I don't even remember. <laughs> I didn't watch. There's only one like part four, part part three of part four of in five <laughs> OVA chunks. There's only one of these released, and then this is the second one. I can't even keep it straight anymore. <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. And on the one hand, I feel like we ought to watch this stuff and talk about it on the podcast. But on the other hand, I've I've like just forgotten it even exists. Yeah. Like it's a real shame. Attack on Titan deserved better than this. Yeah, I feel I feel the same. It's just anger welling in my heart. I can't stand it. Because it doesn't, it doesn't even look bad. Like that trailer looks great to me, but my emotional investment is at near zero because I just haven't thought about Attack on Titan at all. And this would have, this would all hit better. Like, imagine if each of these was coming out like once a week, you know, and how hyped you would feel about that. Yeah, even like once a week continuously, like no seasons, no TV broadcast like schedule to stick to, you know, one episode a week. But then we would get like, you know, we would get like, I don't want to say One Piece, but Naruto level animation, maybe. No, I'm I'm arguing that they should keep the I mean, if they're if no, that that if they want to do these like last four OVAs or whatever it is that these are yeah. like short films, uh, rather than spacing them out by weeks and months at a time, they should just wait until next year and do them all in a row over the course of a month. Mm. I see. Uh, and that, that would make me far more interested in what's going on than where I'm at now, because you'd actually have time to feel invested and build a little emotional momentum with the story mm. as it is now. Like, yeah, I, I, I recognize this scene from the manga and I'm like, Oh yeah, this is heavy duty shit. But like, uh, I don't even know. Like when was the last time I thought about attack on Titan? I barely even remember what happened in season four, part two. That's why they just, and now we're on part, part three, number two. Like the fuck is even going That's on? That's why they sent us that trailer, Dan. They want you to get. <laughs> they want you to go back and rewatch everything. Do your homework. Yes. It yeah. just makes me angry. Honestly, I'm just like you. Like there's. I feel like at at what point in the deciding process of how the series was gonna end did Mappa say, "Yeah, that looks good." Yeah, we're good. We're good there. We're going to put it out one season a year, and then we're going to break up the last part into little chunks and give you to them over the course of whatever. 
I just like don't I just don't understand where the logic is in that. Cancel. Besides obviously like the like production issues and like yeah. setbacks and stuff like that. Besides the obvious. Cancel everything. Like, cancel JJK. Cancel the uh, heavily delusion. Yeah, delusion I was gonna say is <laughs> is this happening because of Chainsaw Man? I mean they got other things on their plate. Right. They got so many other things on their plate is the thing. Cancel it all. It's not, uh, I, I feel like it's not even like any one series. Mm. You know? What did I say? Heaven and Delusion? Hell's Paradise? Yeah, Hell's Paradise. <laughs> Hell's, Hell's Delusion. You did say Heavenly Delusion. I did. You know? And even like at the beginning of last year or at some point, they were doing Attack on Titan and a ballet anime that mm. was really good for no reason. There was no reason. The animation was really good for literally no reason. <laughs> like, put your effort into Attack on Titan if that's the if that's the franchise that is bringing you the most money. But apparently, it's JJK. If you okay. had to, if you had yeah, to cancel I, one, I heard that too, yeah. you had to cancel Vinland Saga or Attack on Titan. Which show would you rather watch? What would you rather them continue? Oh, Vinland Saga. Vinland Saga. <laughs> circle back around to Attack on Titan and do it do it better later on. Yeah. Yeah. Finland saga for sure. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, you in. would you would cancel Finland saga? No, I would want to oh. watch Finland saga. I'm yeah. on your side, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are Hell together yeah. on this. Hell yeah, together Podcast we are. Consensus. Yeah, there we go. We are for once. <laughs> I feel like we need a round of applause. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, Natsume's book of friends is getting a season seven. We talked about this in the Discord. I would love to be hyped about this, but I have not seen any of it. I started watching it for a conversation about um, Josie and shoujo anime. Mm. Because apparently Natsume's Book of Friends qualifies as a shoujo anime. Mm. Um, and I have more appreciation now for why that is, even though it kind of bucks my sense of what it means to be a shoujo anime. Um but yeah, I'm still trying to figure out why I don't really care for this show. Because on paper, the the um, the premise and the execution and the way people describe it, uh, the way other people react to it, all these things would lead me to believe that this is something that is right up my alley, immediately applicable to my interests. This is the kind of shit that I'm into. For sure, I'm going to love it. But I, I just don't love it. Like, every episode, I'm, like, halfway through, I'm, like, looking at my phone or thinking about how I should go get something to eat. That's exceedingly rare for me. I normally uh, don't have my mind wandering when I'm watching something. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know just what it is about Natsumi's Book of Friends that doesn't hit for me. Yeah, that was kind of my experience. But I only watched one episode. And I fell asleep, but I remember feeling the same way. I remember being like, <laughs> like I'm watching it, but I'm not, I'm not articulating. I'm not, yeah. it's not stimulating in any way. So I just fell asleep. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, so I'm, uh, a little ways into season four. Right? Oh, wow. Okay. Oh so you've, you've been off a bit, big chunk so of it. It's I'm, okay, yeah. Dan, you are allowed to quit. <laughs> <laughs> You are allowed. There are no quitters. You do not have to watch bad anime. 
Well, it's not even bad. I mean, it's 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 fine. It's rated, it's rated it's pretty high on on Mal. It's like it's rated really high on my yeah. anime list. Yeah, it's rated really high. It's like the maybe the highest ranking shoujo anime. And and I get it. And every time I think that like you know, I'm I'm trying to add, I'm I'm watching it until I can understand what it is that I don't really like about it because every time I think of a critique, I think of uh, like kind of a, a response to that where it's like well it doesn't it doesn't really have good world building you know in the way that i, I talk about this uh, pretty pretty well in the discord that you know we think of mushishi think of kino's journey think of maiden or um, girl's last tour uh which are the three shows of, of kind of a similar vein that, that i just absolutely adore i mean mushishi arguably my favorite anime show ever and one of the things I really value about those shows is that they are kind of microcosms of a larger world. That Mushishi is, is kind of a story about Ginkgo, but it's more fundamentally a story about this large world that Ginkgo lives in and, and traverses through in his interactions with this world around him. Same with Kino's journey. Kino's journey isn't really about Kino. It's about the world that Kino lives in and Kino just wanders around interacting with it. So it's got this certain sense of wonder and the certain like larger scale feeling and emotion and, and intrigue that I find so appealing. And I think, well, yeah, the uh, Natsume's Book of Friends, for being more character-oriented, they just never really uh, build the world to this kind of degree. But then I think, but that's demonstrably not true. Like, they have all sorts of competing human factions with different interests and different worldviews all interacting with each other. They talk about how different parts of Japan have different yokai that operate in different kind of ways. Like they actually do build a big world that Natsume operates within. It just doesn't resonate with me or it doesn't hit me at all. And then I think, well, you know, maybe the character writing is too bland. I don't really have a good response to that. I, I do think the character writing is really <laughs> bland in Natsume's Book of Friends. But apparently I'm the only one that feels that way because that's something that people often champion about the show, that uh, Natsume's emotional arc from being more closed off and isolated to you know having chosen family to learning how to bond and appreciate with the yokai, but also learning to bond and appreciate his human connections as well. And how to navigate and balance these two worlds, these two identities within himself. People often say, oh, this is, this is what makes Natsume's Book of Friends great. But I look at Natsume and I'm like, this guy's boring, man. Like, and I, I get that, that, that there is an angle of character writing that's supposed to be so interesting and meaningful about him. But yet, it just does not hit me. I look at him like, man, your friend's boring. You're boring. <laughs> Like Ginkgo, Ginkgo seems like now this is a guy I want to sit down and hang out with. Like, you know, I want to I want to go hang out with Kino and hear what she has to say about things. I don't want to hang out with Natsume. Natsume just seems like some fucking guy. Yeah, it's not top ten. I'm sorry, top two hundred. The first season. Yeah, yeah, not even top two hundred. <laughs> When I think when I think of five hundred, when I think of that, I've apparently watched like five hundred fifty animes in this world or something. It's like, 
Natsume. I'm sorry, I could think of 200 anime I liked more than Natsume's Book of Friends. It's okay. It's gonna be. A- but I'm gonna watch season seven. <laughs> Still gonna watch it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Actually, Dan, um, I you're at five thirty two. I was rounding up, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for keeping me in check here. I see now that I'm an anime noob. I just haven't yet learned to appreciate the value of Natsume's Book of Friends, but as I watch more anime, I'll get there. I'll, I'll see the light eventually. By, by season seven, it'll all make sense to me. I'll be converted. Yeah. You just haven't watched enough yet. Yeah. Uh, are you more excited about Studio Trigger's Rescreening of Gurren Lagann. Well, that's, that's what I was trying to figure out. Is that a new movie adaptation? A revival. Bringing back... It's a re- revival? A re- of the whole series. No, it's a, it's it's Gurren Lagann, the movie, it's Childhood's m- End, and okay. the Lights in the Sky. It make, they make it sound like it's re... They're, re you know, they're putting it back in theaters. I don't think I've seen these movies, so I don't know. Yeah, I actually, I have the movies on my computer, but I have never watched them. I downloaded them shortly after they aired, but I have never watched them in all these years because the original television show is so perfect that I just don't want to sully the the experience by watching a movie adaptation. It's going to be in 4D. Is it coming to theaters in America? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, well, I guess I'll actually <laughs> buckle down and go see it then. And he takes it all back. <laughs> well, no, I'm not taking it back, but like, if it's in theaters, I might as well go see it. But it's true that the original TV show is so perfect that any other, any variation from it, I feel like could only be of a step down. There's no way to improve upon it, really. I see. I say that mean. knowing that I, I say that knowing there's all sorts of things you could improve on in Tenjin Tapagur and Logan, but it's just my my own emotional attachment to this show. I know what you mean, but I think it's really good for the franchise for the revival. Yeah. To get more people watching the show, you know, mm-hmm. like they might go watch the movie wanting to get into the series and then you know, get into the series. Yeah, that's true. Maybe there's be more merchandise I can buy. I'm going to go see it for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should, uh, we should do an episode of the podcast about it. Yeah. Comes. Yeah. All right. Let's do um, it. Any? Don't say when though. When October. does October. When? October. October in the fall. What the fuck is 40? Am I going to get wet in this (laughs) screening? Uh, I think when Tommy is up on that big screen, you're going to get wet. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I also don't... I mean, just... I mean, what really is 4D? Isn't isn't time the fourth dimension? Aren't we all going to 4D movies all the time? (laughs) I don't know. I guess it's like... This it's the senses one. Is it? Is that what it is? 
Yeah, it's those theaters that you go in in amusement parks where it's yeah. like uh, you like I went in, in Bush Gardens. I went into one that was like an Irish thing, and you rode on a eagle through like the Irish countryside and like a fictional Irish countryside, and you got like wet. There was wind. There's a lot of wind happening. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> the, um, a- the the seats would shake and rumble when you were in like a carriage or whatever. Yeah, right. They had a 4D theater at the aquarium over in Boston. Yeah, that's what I think. That's the only time there? I've ever experienced that. I hope so. I think we have to see it in 4D. <laughs> if it's coming to 4D, I feel yeah. like we have to. Yeah, the full experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I hate the 4D theater at the aquarium though because it pokes you in the back, and when it pokes me, I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I hope that you are uh, in town for that. <laughs> well, I, we'll have to wear um, GoPros, like facing, yeah. facing us somehow. Yeah, yeah. Get our reactions. Our reactions. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah! Oh my god, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in our yeah, that's a whole other step of like tedious YouTubing to like film people's reactions inside the movie theater as they're watching the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like you can watch me kind of slowly. Yes, it's because it's, the movie's long and it's dark, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> slowly falling asleep, trying to stay awake. I'd watch it. I'd watch you. Oh, well, thank yes. you. Should we take a break? We shall. Let's For a um, commercial. Let's take a short break and uh, a word from our sponsors. Back? To talk about the Great Passage. No, we haven't <laughs> talked about that. I've, I've, I've watched it all. <laughs> Did you for real? Yeah. Oh my god. I just finished it yesterday. Oh my god. Look forward to our episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is an encore. I, I like it. Encore episode for the passage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did it, wait, what, wait. What? Can you guys sum up your thoughts in one sentence? Um, I feel like you just might should give us the Spotify listen. <laughs> Delectable. <laughs> I loved it. It was amazing. Okay. I thought it was great. I liked it too. Yeah. Nice and comfy. Mm-hmm. It's hard to forget this one. It's hard to yeah. forget making an anime about making a dictionary. But it's even easier to forget a show about idols. Ooh! <laughs> Great Just kidding. Segue. I don't know. Great I, you know, I don't know how, how that people are going to might get a lot of backlash for saying that. You might. You know what? We're going to get a lot of backlash because I got a lot of thoughts and feelings about Oshinoko and I'm ready to fucking lay it on everyone. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Oshinoko. Oh, oh Oshinoko. <laughs> 
What? Aren't I saying it right? Now? I don't know. I don't no. know, but I love it. I love how you say things. She just she just wants this third shade. I just miss you. <laughs> I just miss you. I miss you too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I thought that Oshinoko was going to be trash from the way you described it to me, but I, it was really good. I'm ready for season two. I was, I I'm a fan. I'm utterly confused. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite idol. You just start saying so, that, Dan. <laughs> that's the translation. Um. So, we got anime left over from... Uh, this spring season, we did not talk about it in our seasonal episode because we were talking about it now. Um, Oshinoko, uh, about an idol who was very revered in the idol community, um, gets brutally murdered. And the rest of the series is about her children uh, growing up and becoming uh, part of the entertainment industry just like her. In case you didn't know what it was. There you go. Yeah. Well, her children... So, th- her children have kind of an interesting backstory. Is it interesting? Or... Well, I use interesting in the loose sense. Oh. So far as th- their... The children, <laughs> the children are the reincarnated souls of two individuals that were diehard fans of this idol. Yeah. Uh, when she was still alive. And so, they are reincarnated as her children... She gets murdered, and the brother, the the son, as it were, uh, makes it his life goal to discover who the murderer is and who was pulling the strings on the murder. Not the murder, who their father is. Well, yeah, that's true, because he thinks the father is the one pulling the strings on the murder. The gynecologist. Mm -hmm. It's about the gynecologist getting revenge. It is so, a revenge story. Yeah. So this is a sequel to Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Oh, wow. This is a canon sequel. Great job. Is that what Aka Akasaka has said? <laughs> is this truth, Dan? Uh, yeah, this is this true. Is okay. If you read the manga in Chapter 90. Of Kaguya-sama? No, of Oshinoko. Oh. Um, Shirogame Kaguya rolls up and takes a picture of the idols. What? Did you read ahead? You read the last chapter. <laughs> you did read ahead. Mm. No, you... I didn't actually. Oh, I, was about I, just, I, I just randomly stumbled across this information online. <laughs> wow. Okay. Fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. This is the uh, the canon sequel to <laughs> Kaguya's War. <laughs> Totally different shows, right? Yeah, I was shocked that this was made by the same author. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the reason why I even wanted to watch it in the first place. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, You know, I didn't think it was going to be like Kaguya-sama because I feel like Kaguya-sama has such a very unique and interesting, like, battle shonen relationship situation in it. I was like, that's not going to happen again. That's very, like, that's just specific to that yeah but i felt like his writing style was really cool so i was like oh this is gonna be great i'm gonna love it mm-hmm. a lot of hype for this though the, the, the hour premiere right was like so everybody was you gotta watch this yeah yeah 
Okay, I, I didn't. The only reason I knew about the show is because Amelia told me to go watch the first know, episode. Yeah. Um. So, what are your thoughts on the first episode, Dan? Well, uh, I I literally I, I badgered this man for like four <laughs> weeks straight. I was like, "We're doing seasonal episodes. I need your input on this because I thought for sure you were gonna like." tear it apart yeah fucking rip it to shreds because i'm sitting there with steven we're fucking ripping this shit to shreds yeah i mean the first the first episode was the weakest moment of the show in my opinion yep uh it was the weakest because it made the least amount of sense mm-hmm. i mean it, it is just like straight up bullshit to get everyone into position to make the rest of the show happen mm-hmm. uh and in that sense, yeah, I understood. Uh, like, and, and I didn't even find it so like, um, like Dawson's Creek style entertaining for being trashy and bad. I was just like, yeah, this is stupid, and it doesn't really like resonate with me at all or, or mean very much to me. I'm not really like entertained by any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it did shock me when the mom got murdered. I didn't did not see that coming. Uh, I thought that was an appropriately like uh, out of left field sudden turn of events that that really took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the whole like oh there, and I understood the like the girl in the hospital loves the idol. Her doctor comes to love the idol. I thought that was a reasonable kind of premise. But having him get murdered like that was like why no stupid. It seems seems like a stretch. Then they get reincarnated like that. Also, like, why? I actually don't like the concept of reincarnation just in general. I, mm-hmm. I've decided that I disagree with the Buddhists on this. Uh, and, and what I, I kind of dislike about the concept of reincarnation is the idea, in my mind, reincarnation alludes to an idea that there's some set number of souls in the world. And I just don't see how that could be true in a in a practical kind of way uh because the number of yeah like hasn't the number of like lives on this planet been like increasing as time has gone on so like uh yeah i don't know it just doesn't make sense to me that there could be like a finite number of of living spirits that get dulled out to different organisms in the world. Do you believe in the multiverse? I don't know. Never thought about it. But I have thought about how reincarnation actually doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, like eventually, because if every soul gets reborn, then doesn't that mean that eventually there's like only a set number of souls because they're not necessarily getting new ones created or old ones dying. They just keep getting reused. But then I think Buddhism actually has answers to this, that like there are different levels of, of rebirth to um, like up, up the scale and down the scale. And eventually, you know, your soul could die or eventually your soul transcends the, uh, the physical bodies and whatnot. So maybe somebody more, knowledgeable we about need, this to argue with. Is anybody who's a Buddhist major in college right now? Yeah, yeah. that would be nice. Or 
yeah, post grad, whatever. Get in Discord. Um, but anyway, having them reincarnate as the kids was stupid. It didn't make any sense. How exactly they went their entire lives without actually discussing who they were in their previous lives and oh, identifying each my other. God. Also, is like really stupid, and they don't even use it for any great. Like at no point do they use this for any particularly emotionally resonating type angle or strategy or anything. That's what makes me the most mad. That's what makes me the most mad. You set up this entire thing for to not use it. Yeah. Yeah. For the show to be based in a lot of reality (laughs) to not even use the reincarnation. I get that. Like they're, um, their their driving force behind their careers is because they're the um, reincarnated people of eyes, um, like children, whatever. But like, it's not used in any way that like is resonating to the characters or to like the plot. They just grow yeah. up to be people who are in the entertainment industry. Yeah, and I think, it, isn't it kind of weird they never reveal that their eyes secret children? Like, that just never becomes public knowledge at any point? I think that's weird because so many people know who they are. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're super hiding it. They don't even go by an alias name. They didn't even take the name of the Strawberry Productions people when they got adopted. You know, yeah, mm. yeah. So I didn't like that. Um, I, I find it really hard to believe that they were both reincarnated at very specific, like different parts of time. Yeah, because they they died. Was, <laughs> no they way. died. They died at different points in time, but yeah. then they re- got reincarnated at, at the, the exact same time. What that confuses that no i don't believe yeah. that um well, I, I am i imagined you to be really angry at how these children are talking like adults quite given our experiences literally with, so angry yeah kotaro lives alone and the uh the live action version of and it. people in and the other characters in the show are talking to them as if they are adults as well but, the guy and, and, is like one of the production people is literally calling the baby they keep saying <laughs> and it's only because they keep calling them babies yeah on the phone <laughs> i'm like no this would not happen this is not real like <laughs> yeah but well you know i thought i thought about because as i was i was watching it i was like i bet this is the thing that amelia hates the most <laughs> yeah it is. uh but then i thought about what my reaction would be to a child that talked to me like an adult and, and you, i would be i would be into it. i'd be like oh, thank be. god <laughs> yeah, finally some good fucking company <laughs> yeah and i would totally i mean i already talked to little kids like adults anyway so i would totally like if a little kid talked to me like an adult i would totally engage with it like an adult like an adult doesn't the um, main character from Mushoko Sensei kind of do that as well? Or does he play it off? Does he play it as a kid? I can't recall. He, um... He's like mature. In, like, the, in the beginning episodes, um, he still has... He still, like, hasn't grasped that he is, like, a child. So you only hear his thoughts. You don't hear him speak mm-hmm. very much. But when he does speak, it is not... It's not well in the beginning because right. he knows that he is a child and that he that children don't speak that that way. <laughs> Still has to learn how to, you know, yeah. form so his palate like, or whatever it's called. 
Yeah, he like reverts his speech his speech to being a child. Yeah, yeah, they definitely don't do that in Oshinoko. Um, really hated the the light light show scene at Ice concert. I thought that was hilarious. No, fucking hated it. I, and that, then everybody's like, actually, what are these babies doing? I A know. perfect dance routine. And I was like, can F, like. That's silly. Everyone I didn't, was I didn't laugh so out. Mad. It didn't laugh. I didn't laugh out loud, but I did crack a little bit of a smile when that happened. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking every time I was like, if Dan was sitting right here, we would be fucking shitting all over this together. We would be hate watching this I know, episode. But I actually liked it. <laughs> yeah. I I did not like the first episode. I like pretty much everything after. Yeah, every yeah, I agree. The first episode was the worst one. Mm-hmm. Um I also I, it was also comical. It was actually comical to me when the baby started talking to the uh, strawberry productions woman and we're like we we are god like godly you know, godly children giving you a message from the Lord. And she was like, oh, oh, really? Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah. And she seems totally ready to accept that, which I was kind of like, well, OK, I guess. But then the babies like keep talking to her in this adult way. And at no point does she come to doubt that they're actually messengers from God. She just is like. Just, just keeps rolling and, and, yeah, talking with them like they're average-ass adults. She seems to lose... They lose the messenger from God facade, like, very Very quickly. quickly. <laughs> I personally... I, I didn't like the first episode until, like, the last 15, 20 minutes. Same. Yeah. Because it, so, it was so out of left field or so far-fetched. I mean, most anime is. I guess you could argue that a lot of things in anime are really absurd and ridiculous. But, yeah. you know, like the, re- the reincarnation thing is <laughs> seems to be played out. Uh, but it, to me, it was just like it made the, the, the prologue, if you will, like made me want to watch. Keep watching the show. If I didn't like mm-hmm. the first episode, I wouldn't have kept watching it unless mm-hmm. it was. For I this. didn't like the first episode and I did keep watching it because then everybody <laughs> was like, but it's so good. It's and better. I'm like and I'm I'm like in the discord. I'm like. Are these people serious? Like, <laughs> like people like this. This is like no one is questioning. No one questions any of it. They're like, yes, this is amazing. This is perfect setup for the show. Love the show. And I'm like, am I? Am I? I'm. Am I in the wrong here? Like, do I just not see its potential? Um, and I get that a lot of people were manga readers, and that's fine. Um, but uh, that first episode was outrageous to me i was like does this does does he think we're dumb like i was like does he think the 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 watchers of this anime are dumb because i'm not yeah. well <laughs> I'm and, offended. And it's true as i watched it i was like i did have thoughts like truly this is a story that could only be told through anime you know, truly truly anime is like so stupid sometimes <laughs> and so trashy uh and I, I also thought I thought about how little I like reincarnation as I grow older, and it made me think about a Japanese movie I watched on the plane ride back from, um, back from the UAE, which dealt with reincarnation. It was also it was a a love story 
about a woman that got married at an early age and ran out at her, on her husband and got uh, got in a car accident that killed her and then she was reincarnated as somebody else entirely and um, then she but she has all the memories of her previous life so she tries to go and find the uh, her her previous lover boyfriend um, and then she gets in another car accident and dies again then she gets reincarnated a third time no as, nope. yeah it just kind of nope. keeps going one on. time one time that's it <laughs> yeah well it, it, it so the the reason i was thinking about this movie as i was watching oshinoko um and i'm not i'm not really doing a great job of summing up this movie it was it was a totally reasonable solid movie i make it sound bad but it was like a good movie um but it made me think about how maybe reading because you know, Japan is not some Christian country in the same way USA is ostensibly a Christian country. Uh, maybe reincarnation just sits a little bit differently in their popular culture and their cultural discourse in comparison to the USA. Because mm-hmm. USA does not, we don't really do reincarnation as a thing. That's mm-hmm. not generally something we have in our television shows and books and stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I started to feel like, well, maybe, like, maybe this isn't just like weird anime bullshit. Maybe this is just a little bit of a, a cultural, a concept that, that Japan is just more culturally, uh, accepting of and, and into mm-hmm. than we are in the USA. But maybe Japanese people watching Oshinoko are like, oh, well, yeah, of course, like, you know, they really, really love this girl. Their feelings, you know, the feelings of the doctor and the sick girl towards the idol are just that strong. And that will result in reincarnation because that's a thing that happens. We've been talking about this since I was a little kid, you know, like, sure. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, it only gets better. It only gets better from <laughs> after episode one. Yeah. My mind wandered. For a second, there. oh okay, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to dominate the conversation. No, I was like go letting ahead and other. Dominate. I was letting other people talk. Go ahead and dominate. Fuck. Okay, so the first episode um, set up the rest of the show. Sure, why not? Okay, um, it's so grounded in reality that it made the first episode so disjointed. I felt like, but and they've killed off the best character <laughs> right in the oh, beginning the- of the show. Oh, the the uh, the idol. Yeah, I really loved her. She was like quirky, like um, cute. You know, she was hardworking. She kind of like didn't care about like normal like standards of like you know Mm -hmm. social things. Um, I really liked her, and I wanted to see what she was gonna do. (laughs) I did not expect her to get killed off in the first. Yeah, well. I mean, how much do you like her? Because apparently, if you like her enough, you might I, be able to just die and be reincarnated you know, as a child. That is what I'm going to pray for tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have the same sentiment. But maybe that's the point. Like, you, they want you to get attached to her. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, well, now it, it makes the death that more, much more impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and then, and then of course, like, the two children, Aqua and... Uh, Sapphire? What, Ruby. Ruby. <laughs> you just named Pokemon Diamond. 
<laughs> Blue, <laughs> red. Yeah, they, oh. they start to you know embody that that character and you know start showing. Well, I mean, I guess they do and they don't. Like eventually, it seems that that's where Ruby's going to go. Right? She's going to yeah. become. Yeah. Gray. Also, very upset at the show for not giving Ruby more time. Like, uh, yeah, Ruby was you. like on track to be the next eye she you know like got reincarnated she knew she knows all the dances um she was the hardcore fan and i feel like she got the least amount of time to like flesh out her character throughout the the season and she was the one that i wanted to watch most i wanted to see her you know go from a sickly little girl who was always afraid that she was going to fall to a very successful idol. And I wanted to see her process. And instead, they decided to focus on a completely different character that was a childhood friend of both of them that comes back into their lives. And I was just like, kind of wondering why they spent so much time with her. Hmm. Well, I, I think the show would argue that Ruby, that the the central character of the show is Aqua, and that Ruby is mostly shown through her relationship to Aqua. Mm. And so far as Aqua's, Aqua's, I mean, Aqua has two goals that he, that he states. One, as we have discussed, is to find their biological father because he thinks biological father is the person pulling the strings on everybody's murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his second stated goal is to protect Ruby, mm-hmm. to make sure that Ruby does not become an idol that gets murdered by a crazy fan the way their mom was an idol that got murdered by a crazy fan. Yeah, well, he doesn't even want her to become an idol at all. And then three episodes yeah. in, bam, he's signing her to be <laughs> to be an idol. Yeah. Confusion. Well, yeah, and that's, you know... It, in, when you say it like that, it's true that that's an awkward uh, disjoint in the storytelling. It mm-hmm. didn't feel so awkward in the moment, but in you know on paper that that doesn't that looks inconsistent yeah. in a bad way. I uh, and I I hated I understand watching, that. <laughs> I hated watching Aqua like try to uh, stomp her. out yeah stomp Ugh. her growth stomp out her interests like was, damn man let that woman breathe yeah literally <laughs> let go, also let live you know also worry about yourself yeah. worry about yourself why are you worried about her <laughs> like i <laughs> worry about yourself bro <laughs> yeah oh like he's like i will never let that happen i was like if i was if i was ruby and i found out that he was doing that i would not talk to him sure for real that's like he he knows how much one that serena the girl that she is reincarnated from wanted to be an idol um and she knows how and he knows how much ruby wants to embody i and Mm -hmm. like have her spirit live on and be the best idol that she can be and follow in her mom's footsteps and uh, be to fans what I was to her fans, you know? So, like, the mm-hmm. fact that he was doing that <laughs> made me so mad. I was like, he doesn't get it. He clearly doesn't get it. Or if yeah. he gets it, he doesn't care. Yeah, that's a, uh, a really shitty thing to do to somebody else. Especially someone that you care about. You've, you've cared about this person for 
a lifetime at this point, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in her past life and now. Yeah, he's just weird. He's controlled by his own motivations, his own like self self centered revenge plot. Mm-hmm. He's like he's got the blinders on. Yeah. He's got one goal. I did love him though, like as a character. I liked how dark he would go and how and how much he like. Uh, Papa Baird for the people that he uh, cared about. Like, that was really compelling to see. I loved when his eyes would change because you knew shit was about to go down. Yeah, um, yeah. But... I think the the show, yeah, the show had a number of things with its execution that really hit home for me. Mm-hmm. I liked I with the star eyes. Uh, and of all the characters in this world with starry eyes... I thought that was the first one where I felt like, oh, that that actually like intuitively makes sense in terms of the emotional narrative that they're setting up. I thought you like, were going to say, I finally understand Moe now. <laughs> <laughs> she made my heart go doki doki. That was the other girls who made my heart go doki doki. Oh, really? Who? Yeah. Oh, I, I felt like all of them except I. <laughs> <laughs> really? I liked them all in their own ways. It was like I want to be I want to be Aqua with this like harem that I'm emotionally unavailable to. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Kano seems to I have a like, huge following online. She's definitely the most. Oh, in the they way, in a they lot love of her. It seems that way. Maybe that's just my perception. Oh, I hate her. <laughs> Least favorite hate, character. Hate her. Oh, this this was the beret child actor. Yeah. Oh no! I so, want to hang out with her. She's no cool. so much. Woe is me! Oh my god! I just am not like everybody else. I I have to be the the childhood person that everybody thinks I have to be, and I'm like, girl, get over it. <laughs> you can make it. You can reinvent yourself. Reinvent yourself, babe. Everyone's doing it. Yeah. You're spending too much time wo- like well, moping around. Just be present in the moment. You know, take take your time. <laughs> figure it out. Yeah, I, I hear like you. Like Akane, because Akane does that. Sure. <laughs> and I love her. <laughs> well, I, I want to circle back around to that. Uh, to, to finish what I was saying about things the show executed really well. The starry eyes, I thought, were, were really great at selling uh, I as being this, like, totally, uh, like, manic pixie dream girl to a T. Mm-hmm. I like that each of the kids inherited one starry eye. Mm-hmm. In the way that that points to how they've inherited some, but not all, of I's natural talents and charisma. Mm. Um, I like. I really liked how a lot of the episodes would end on the most random ass cuts. It would be like so immediate that the episodes were over, mm. and it it just like it just that that the way that was executed just every time i was like oh you know goodness <laughs> it, it left a really big impression on me over mm. and over again um some of them ended like with um aqua saying something really meta like fourth wall breaking yeah and i like well, that and so i i've seen people online try to compare aqua to light yagami yeah yagami uh I, this is also weird historical revisionism. Uh, that guy ain't got nothing on <laughs> Light Yagami. <laughs> I don't know if you've watched Death Note anytime recently, but, but. Death, that's some like serious 12D chess playing. And Aqua's just a guy that's like 
kind of got some borderline psychopathy going on. Mm -hmm. So he's got like the psychopath charisma about him. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a little bit different than the like, you know, like, like Aqua has not eaten the chip yet. You know, (laughs) like he ain't, he ain't eating the chip. He's not impressing. I'm not impressed with his like strategies, the way that light Yagami was like big thinking strategy guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Aqua, but I, I do like Aqua a lot as a character, but I, yeah, I like that he's like a weird, emotionally unavailable psychopath with little hints of uh, human warmth to him. I mean, he's got the psychopath charisma, which is why he has this whole harem about him. And I like watching this harem and, and I like watching them like have this state of emotional anxiety and angst because of um his uh, because of Aqua's emotional unavailability, mm-hmm. uh, just the whole thing's hot. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I too wish to be an emotionally unavailable playboy, but unfortunately, that's just not me. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah, you know. too too earnest and too upfront. Yeah. Mm. So, who's your favorite character then? Uh, the well, I like beret what, girl. What girl do I, you want a wife? <laughs> well, I'm I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna play it safe and say the YouTube girl, Memcho. Yeah, she's fun. I love her. She's so fun. She's great, and she's relatively age appropriate for. She it. is. Put <laughs> add ten, and you got it, baby. Oh well, yeah. I mean that part's true too. But I mean, if she's twenty five, I would go on a date with a twenty five year old. You have and would. Yeah. I did. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> granted, when I did, I was you know a little bit younger, but yeah. Mm. Um, I really love Akane. I love her growth in the reality t- TV arc. Um, right. I thought it was really compelling. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's also really fun to see behind the scenes of that kind of stuff. And that that's what I think kept me tethered to the show was all of the behind the scenes industry stuff and like getting wrapped up in like having your own persona so that you don't get hurt uh, when people bash your character online, especially for a reality show, because everybody thinks that the reality show is real and it's real life and it's actually not. And I like that this show uh, portrays it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, no, that's strong. I, I I agree. That's what I what kept me interested as well. It kind of made me think of Nana's portrayal of the rock, you know, world or the record label world, and got into the the nitty and gritty of that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And this show, this show, like, didn't focus too much on like it focuses on the interpersonal connections and relationships, but. Whereas Nana was more focused on, yeah, like more of the, um, obviously the two main characters, Nana, but like the more, like the relationships, like the boyfriend, girlfriend relationships, the romantic side of things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that like had its own strengths, obviously, but, um, but yeah, like I was surprised by that. I was surprised that it wouldn't, I thought it'd be more like superficial but I was surprised that it was actually had something to say. Like, I mean, even with uh, the, the episode where I think it was right after ego surfing episode mm-hmm. or it was ego surfing where, um, Akane's, uh, 
the when she slaps one of the characters in the face yeah. or, sli- mm-hmm. or slices her cheek. And maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but like that whole toxic internet, um, uh, you know, um, internet bullying, bullying. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I know, I know idols and especially in Korea, I've heard commit suicide, like men, you know, male idols. I think it's a huge issue if I'm not mistaken. I don't know about Japan, mm-hmm. but I'd imagine it's probably similar Japan got some of the highest suicide rates in in the the world, world, if I recall this, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and also there's been a rise in Japan with, um, like, media personalities committing suicide because of online bullying. Mm. Specifically, um, this was, like, not... um, I don't know if people are talking about this as much, but um, there was, like... uh, Aka Akasaka hasn't said that... Um, Akane is based off of the um, char- the Japanese wrestler that um, died shortly after she was on Terrace House. Um, he's not saying that it is that, and people are um, upset that the character Im- is pretty much that same exact story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So buzz about that online. Um, Terrace so- House isn't this on Netflix? Yes. Oh shit! Maybe I I'm should not- watch it. I'm not sure if you can watch that season. I'm not sure. Um, um, but that did happen. Mm. Um, mm. Crazy stuff. So I think it's topical. And I think that it's relatable. I think, you know, in the age of the yeah. internet and having, you know, even just a Twitter account um, can sus- make you susceptible to bullying that you've not experienced before. And when you're in, when all of your life is pretty much online or in the media and very highly criticized by people who don't know you. It's really easy to get into um, checking comments and taking those comments personally. So I think mm-hmm. like the show did it justice to to shed light on that situation and how other how and to see somebody come out of it on the other side and be okay. I think that's amazing for that um, for that reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All that that segment of, of Oshinoko also really deeply resonated with me. I thought it was really artfully handled, uh, and really the entire orientation of the show towards showing or displaying and and working through all these uh, behind the scenes politicking and emotion and relationship that happens kind of outside the public view. I thought, yeah. And to me, that was the the biggest selling point or the other big selling point of this show. I'm not really so interested in who killed the mom Mm -hmm. or watching Aqua get his revenge. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I am really interested in the careers of each of these individual characters and watching them navigate a more, I don't want to say realistic, but a more... Um, heavy, more adult way of thinking about the, quote, entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And I also thought as we watched this show, you know, there are so many anime shows about idols, about people, about video game producers, about anime producers. And 
we don't really have equivalent to that in the USA. Like all of our TV shows are about doctors and lawyers and police. And hmm. I just thought about how it's like different cultural, cultural difference. And I don't know if that's because all the doctor, lawyer and police media are live action TV in uh, Japan. And if America made cartoons for adults that weren't just, you know, slapstick comedy shows that we would also make shows about, you know, people making cartoons and making video games. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, I, I thought a lot about that difference. Like, yeah, you know, we don't, we don't get stories like Oshinoko here in the USA. Like I, I couldn't think of an equivalent um, and not an equivalent in the sense of like, Oh, reborn, you know, reincarnated children of, of an idol, but <laughs> equivalent in the sense that is there an American television show that really deals with, you know, quote unquote, the entertainment industry in the same kind mm. of way? Uh, I, I couldn't think of, I mean, Empire kind of, and I love that TV show Empire. I'm a mm. huge fan, um, but it's different. I think it's very different. Yeah, I was going to say um, maybe. Uh, Entourage, but also very different. Yeah, I haven't seen Entourage, but it is on my radar. I'm in- interested. I'm interested in it. It's not like specifically to do with like media stuff, but they always um, their inner circle runs around people that are in Hollywood. I think. Mm-hmm. I just I remember. I've watched it so long ago. Yeah, I just finished um, Barry on on uh, HBO. Mm-hmm. Which is now called Max. Max. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's about this, you know, uh, ex-military guy who is a hitman. And he needs to get close to somebody. So he, like, joins an acting studio in Hollywood. Mm. Um, and he gets close to one of the um, other students. And, like, he's basically he's basically there for the wrong reasons. But then he eventually, like... He has no he like he has no soul. He's he's heartless. He's a killer, right? But then eventually mm-hmm. the the actor, the the this the the teacher brings it out of him. He brings out the emotion uh, in Barry and like so yeah, like in the later in, in the later seasons they talk about quote unquote like this Netflix sort of representation of Netflix um, mm-hmm. and how um, basically you get your show made as a showrunner right but within a week no one cares about it like it just disappears truth you know what i mean like there's so much content and mm-hmm. i thought that was an interesting portrayal of that like i never i've never seen that portrayed in that way in a tv show mm-hmm. yeah a tv show with some self-awareness on this topic mm-hmm. oh and bojack horseman <laughs> good old bojack yeah actually that's a good point Bojack Horseman is a great example of, of an American television show uh, tackling the same topics in the same ways. Mm. And Bojack Horseman's great TV show. Hooray! Question mark? Um, yeah, that's a good point, actually. That's true. So what else did we love? What do we really love? Oh, before I meant to say this. So the so in this episode, the the um, e- ego surfing episode, 
did anybody else have issues with subtitles? Because I had to pause quite a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. High Dive. High Dive's got to work on their subtitling. Yo, every time I get into High Dive and I want to watch a show, uh, it's usually a seasonal. There is no English dub. There can only be Japanese with subtitles. And every single time I have to select Japanese, I have to select subtitles for it to play the fucking subtitles. Really? And it's so fucking annoying. <laughs> I've never had to do that before on High Dive. You probably... Desktop version? Uh, Roku. Ro- I'm on my Roku, too. And it's so annoying. Yeah, I'm sure. Because the episode will start, and when the episode starts without the um, OP first, they always start talking, and then I'm like, fucking shit. And then I have to go back, redo the subtitles, restart the episode, and start all over again. Yeah, that's annoying. Super annoying. Yeah, I thought about whether or not there'd be a fan sub somewhere I could download a fan sub version. (laughs) Yeah, because it's true that the subtitles that High Dive put on there are more distracting than they are helpful. Yeah. I also had to pause over and over again to actually read the text that was on the screen that was directly competing for screen real estate with the subtitles of the... um, yeah, the spoken dialogue. I mean, the whole screen is just a giant block of text yeah. that isn't even, like, it's not even congruent because the dialogue is just randomly interspersed in it. Yeah. Uh, there was a point in time where I was having double subtitles. So if there were three people talking, I would have yep. double the sub... There was no anime playing. It was mm. just subtitles. <laughs> trying to be end of the um, Evangelion over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so the end of the show is uh, the return of Bikomachi, which was Ai's idol group. They, um, I, Memcho, and Kana yeah. revamp the the old Bikomachi. Um, and I, and I, I recognize that that's the thing that idol groups do, yes. but also they should, I mean, wouldn't they stand to gain quite a bit by saying this is Ai's illegitimate child and she's taken up the mantle of her mother's idol group like that sounds like a huge selling point to me i think so as well but i get i understand this is the only part of the logic of the show that i understand why they did that um and i think because they don't want people to then come after ruby and aqua for knowing that they are eyes children mm. they want to keep that so secret um so bringing the idol group back, I feel like was there like, okay, we'll bring the idol group back. Um, we'll be, we'll bring B Komachi back. Everybody will know what B Komachi is and we'll have enough name recognition there to build a fan base around this new group of girls. Yeah. I do understand that, but I do get what you're saying. Because if they were just like, yeah, also, this is Ai's child. She had one before she died. There you go. Bam. There she is. Love her. Because at, <laughs> during their performance, everybody loves her. <laughs> yeah. And again, I, I so with the uh, the babies doing the uh, the light stick, I like kind of cracked a smile. But when Aqua was going ham oh with my those God. light sticks, I, I was like actually Literally. grinning. I was actually grinning. Oh, my God. I happy. know. It I made me so good. happy. I was yeah. like, finally, he's being a fucking brother. <laughs> like, 
Uh, that was cool, but I also felt like uh, he should just kiss the uh, he should have kissed the uh, beret girl because beret girl just needs a little bit of encouragement to get her back on track. If Aqua just gave her a kiss and was like, wouldn't even have to say anything, just this, this moment wouldn't. of human tenderness would have gotten her back on track for sure. Mm-hmm. That would have been the like real psychopath way of handling that situation. <laughs> She's a bit of the of the Asuka of this show in that her childhood really, you know, impacts yeah. her, informs her adult adulthood. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, yeah. And I, I find her, her journey and her emotional arc to be really compelling and interesting. Um, I love watching her go on screen, going about her business. Um, I'm curious where she's going to go from here. We need to get some and love. I, What's that? I, I guess a lot of a lot of this stuff resonates with me because I I see how it relates to my own life in the world of punk and the various uh, people that I know and business that I do and where I sit in a public sphere and so it all feels like I mean it's not the same and arguably it's not even comparable but it feels relatable and so mm-hmm. yeah really uh, I a lot of it is very resonating with me. Yeah, well, it's all, like, topical stuff, you know? It's all stuff that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've... This show, honestly, like, I've... Actually, when I watched the last episode, I started to feel like, oh, I, I have a new appreciation for idols. And I'm thinking about how... Or I thought about the... Um, the old Bukomachi fan that was slowly being won over to the new Bukomachi and his two friends that he was hanging out with. Mm-hmm. I and love just that the, the the way they described the, the idols and why they felt like they liked these idols made me feel like, oh, I I think I understand better, you know, what idol culture is supposed to like what you're supposed to get out of idol culture, like what the draw is, what the appeal is. Mm-hmm. I mean, in some ways it's like, well, yeah, they're like pop stars basically. Right. Like people like them for the same kind of reason. People like Britney Spears or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's true. But uh, there is an element of, I guess not exactly DIY but like, you know, an investment in the individual that you don't necessarily get with the celebrity. And that, I thought that scene had did a great job of portraying like, Oh, I, you know, these three guys, they, they feel an emotional connection and an emotional investment. And these three women, because of their charisma, because of their positive energy, because of their big smiles and they're so fun and they just seem like the kind of people that you would want to be around. And it's like, oh, I really do want to be around them. That's why I'm a fan. That's why I like go to their concerts and wave my glow sticks around because I want that feeling of positivity, that feeling of happiness. Uh, and I thought that was, yeah, that Oshinoko does a really good job of capturing that emotional wavelength of idols. Uh, and I'm maybe that hasn't been displayed to me as... Um, Profoundly, as eloquently as Oshinoko did. Aggressive Co. kind of parallels with this a little bit 
I don't know which more realistic, the like underground idol that is portrayed in Agretzico, you know, where they they got a manager, right? But it's not yes. they do everything themselves. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that's more realistic. I think it's got yeah. I definitely not knowing anything about idols really. I imagine Agretzico is the more realistic of the two. Hmm. I wanted to show some love for Miyako, the the new mother of Aquamarine and Ruby. Yeah, and what happened to her husband? He just disappeared. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah where, just, where did he go? Aqua narrated it as, we never saw him again <laughs> after that. What the fuck? <laughs> I said, all right. <laughs> Sure, sure. Yeah, author. it's bizarre that this is the same author as Kaguya-sama Love is War, because Kaguya-sama is like a pretty well, tightly, you know, a tight and coherent narrative, mm-hmm. and everything has good interior logic. And Oshinoko does not have these things. Hmm. She's a single mother. She didn't have to raise those kids. You know, she could have left him. She could have. They could have been like. Uh, <laughs> they could have been like. What's his name? Well, they were agents of God. You can't just abandon them. Yeah. yeah. They spoke the God. <laughs> they spoke the God speak to them. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they spoke the gospel to her. Oh my God, Kotaro! That could have been oh, a whole another spinoff. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. So, yeah, do we think Kotaro is actually a reincarnation of somebody else? <laughs> yeah, it's a reincarnation of, um, it's that famous samurai um, in Japanese lore. Um, I keep wanting to say New Jimbo, but it's not you, Jimbo. Uh, Kenshin? Ushishi? One of them, one of them katana wielding Ken- guys. Kenshin? Well, a real person. Kenshin? <laughs> oh my god guys i know why we like this show Whoa. because the um art the person who does the art for oshinoko also did kuzu no honkai which is scum's wish yes. and we love we love over here oh, we love yes. that one we stand that one yeah we do wa- we do stand scum's wish i was wondering i was like not that i knew that it was scum's wish i just literally i was like i need to find out who did the art because i thought the character designs the art the everything in this the big starry eyes I loved all of it. Yeah. Every yeah. time. Anytime. I, this show is so moe. It's not even funny. I love the art style. It's I amazing. also love the art style, although I, I wouldn't associate it with being moe. I, I guess I just don't understand, still don't understand moe. Because <laughs> it, it seems pretty adult for being moe. And I mean, I, there, there are adult scenes, obviously. There's, you know that kind of stuff. There's darker elements to it. But like when they are up there uh, being idols and being sparkly with their big smiles, like yeah. fucking pure Moe right there. Oh, I, I just thought they were physically attractive. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's, there, that's, that's part it. of it. That's part oh, okay. of it. 
You, you've transcended, Dan. You've transcended <laughs> into the realm of Moe. He finally <laughs> understands. <laughs> but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, we love, yeah. We love Scum's Wish. Yeah, and, and, and when you say that, and I think about Scum's Wish, I, I see, uh, yeah, I see the, the stylistic similarities. Although I, I think Oshinoko is a step up from Scum's Wish. Because Oshinoko is is more, um, d- d- uh, purely from a visual standpoint, I think Oshinoko is a lot more evocative mm. and more striking than Scum's Wish ever was. Mm. Mm. Well, you know, she had like five plus years to work on the art style. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, true enough. <laughs> true enough. <laughs> Great start, though. Goodness yeah. gracious. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when I understand it, she, that um, Aka Akasaka wanted to just write, he wanted to focus just on that primarily. Yeah, I think he like came out without not being an artist anymore. Oh, really? He's like, I'm <laughs> yeah. done. He made a huge statement like, I'm not drawing anymore. <laughs> so he, he focused hmm. all of his attention and effort oh on my God. just Dragon. writing the story. Mm-hmm. Dragon, babe. And... <laughs> That first episode was the best he could come up with. <laughs> like, it's it's normally you think of people getting better at their craft, but he seems to have gotten worse. I mean, there's so much of Oshinoko that doesn't make any sense. I mean, Kaguya-sama made makes perfect sense as it goes along. Why did he just stop making sense? Somebody tweet him. Why did, why did you stop making sense? <laughs> I wonder if it has to do with like what what he wanted to what stories he wanted to tell. Like I wonder if he didn't have like an end game with this yeah. and that he just wanted to tell very specific topical things about the industry and the scenario that we see is how he got there. Maybe. Well, that would make sense. That's a that's yeah. just a so Wild the, guess. The story is secondary to kind of the the cultural commentary and the mm-hmm. portrayals of these situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that that would make sense to me, and that would answer a lot of questions as to like why does the dead just disappear? What's up with reincarnation? You know, like why does everybody just want to like why does everybody nobody's weirded out by these adult talking babies unless they specify that they are the children of God speaking the gospel, in which case they're weirded out by this for about five minutes of screen time. Maybe he uh, saw baby geniuses. In love that movie. Oh. Yeah. No, but that, that is fair. And in that way, that makes me feel like I should champion Oshinoko. But Oshinoko's actually so cool for giving up. I, I've, I've changed my mind. Oshinoko is great. This genius for abandoning reality and logic to go purely straight to the heart of human emotion and human experience. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan now. <laughs> he wanted that reincarnated money. Yeah. Like, what's popular right now? What's what's gonna reincarnation? Easy yeah, guy. First, first it was uh, anthropomorphized animal, you know, animals. Then it was firefighters. Now it's reincarnation. Yeah. Final, final, uh, final uh, season of Beastars is coming out. By the way, 
little tangent, but yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Hyped. <laughs> Definitely gonna watch that. Hell yeah. No, you're not. No, you're not. I don't you, believe you. I'll watch it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, I watch it. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> uh, Beastars fucking great. I'm I'm excited to see where it goes from here. I would like to point out also fucking banger OP. My God. It took a minute to grow on me because it's very weird it's a very weird song a lot of weird things happening in it but like every time the um part where she goes like idol suru and then bounces with the beat and the animation is like right on the beat like fucking gets me i don't like my brain just like clicks into gear or something yeah because because you recommended the show to me amelia i was all i was Watching this with a little slice of my mind, thinking about your reaction and things you would like and didn't like about this show, uh-huh. I also figured the OP was right up your alley. It was so good. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, yeah. EDs is also pretty good. Queen B. I'm a big fan of Queen B. Mm. I mm. currently have that song stuck in my head. But now that you said Beyonce did the ED. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what are are Queen B fans called? Buzzers. Buzzers? Just kidding, I made that up. I was going to say, wow, really? If Beyonce (laughs) is the hive, then Queen Bee is the bzzz of the... uh, (laughs) I have no idea. Um, The honeycombs. The honeys? The honeys. I do feel like they did did, um, not give me enough of their set their final set because you know they were building up to the the idol set on the big stage that they got in because they had connections and normally you have to fight your way to the top but Mm -hmm. because they are b komachi um they got an in and it was ruined by kana's dumbass monologue the whole time (laughs) No, I thought it was. I thought it was really uh, emotionally compelling. I was moved. <sighs> I love that. I, I would have. I would have liked to have had all of the girls' perspectives on being an idol, dancing on the stage, and you know their their thoughts on on the end their their careers thus far. Because it seemed like Con, that's all Kana was worried about was well, how she was be- coming off and how she, how she was being perceived, and she was always comparing herself to the other two even though if she would stop focusing on everybody else and focus on herself she would have realized that she also had fans in that audience well yeah there is there is truth in in what you say but i i reckon you know it is true that the solution to beret girl's problems is for her to worry about herself i think about this a lot in my own bands like in in uh, sex cells i don't 
don't concern myself with the actions of the other three. I just worry about playing the drums and being correct on the drums. Um, you know, if they if they fail, if they succeed, you know, this is independent of my own success and failure. Right. Um, and that's that's the way I approach bands in general. But I understand and appreciate Beret Girl's perspective that she is afraid of dragging down these two, her two uh, bandmates, one of whom already has meaningful success, the other of whom is just beginning her career, doesn't have any failure yet, um, doesn't even have success yet. Um, and I, I think Beret Girl's anxiety and her her worry is really, I mean, well-founded in the sense that I see the line of logic as, as to why she feels that way, you know, because she's had failure in her life, mm -hmm. because she's had difficulty and struggle in her career, uh, because she had failure doing more or less this exact thing where she was already as a singer and couldn't hack it. So how, if she couldn't be a singer, how's she going to be an idol, which is arguably much more difficult to try to, to hack. Because she's older. Yeah. She and has when, the experience. Exactly. I mean, the answer to this is that while well, you, uh, you w do work the best on, you, yeah, you do the best you can. Yeah. You do the best you can. But it I mean it takes a little bit to get to that answer, and that that whole scene was her getting to that answer. You know, like when she starts, she's so consumed by self doubt, uh, but when she ends, she you know kind of she sees Ruby give her the eye smile and sees that oh there is we we have potential as a group, and she sees Aqua going ham with them glow sticks, mm -hmm. and she's like, and I I. Like I feel like she suddenly feels because he's given her that one like minute piece of, of human uh, relatability of, of human empathy and, and interest that she has been denied up to this point because of his immense emotional unavailability. Suddenly, like any uh, emotionally abusive kind of relationship, uh, she's she's just in utopia. She's she's on cloud nine from having this little smice, slice of positivity fed to her all of a sudden. So then she's riding the high, and she says, "I I resolve to be the best idol I can be to uh, to to go through the motions of being so energized and charismatic and happy." And I see how, um, you know, just what a difference that can make. I see Ruby doing it and succeeding at it. So that that's my avenue to success as well and in, in some ways i think this show does such a fascinating job of of it's like a weird fake it till you make it it's a weird angle on fake it till you make it fake oh, it till you fake it till you make it is, fake it till you make it is a real thing it and is. it's it's a like totally reasonable approach to navigating um emotional turbulences in your life in my opinion and this show really goes above and beyond in in trying to nor like display the potential of fake it till you make it and, and normalize it that like oh don't all actors like like when uh, Akane Akane uh, wait 
when Suicide Girl was Akane, yes, <laughs> yes. Akane. You okay. got it right. You got uh, it right. When yeah, when when Akane was acting at being I and using this to win over Aqua, I started to wonder like, is she just going to fake it till she makes it to just literally become I mm-hmm. and get Aqua to fall in love with her? And would oh, that, that even would like be- yeah? Is that what you would do? Like, is that the I, right thing to do? That's I mean, interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a set opinion on this. So I'm, I think that because she's aware of it now, because she is aware of what she needs to do, and she takes the steps into her own hands to protect herself, protect her mental health, and uh, kind of like get what she wants. Um, she takes those tools and uses them to her to her advantage. You mm. know. Because she comes back and she doesn't skip a beat and she wins over the the fans of the show that were previously um, mad at her and she does it with grace and she yeah does the thing that I keep telling Kana to do she she did it for herself she looked at herself and was like okay I know that I that this is not something that is sustainable so let mm. me change myself change the way I think. Uh, put the time in, work on myself, and come back better. Mm. Mm. I loved her story arc. Oh, yeah. my God. So you guys, you guys like the dating show? I loved the dating show. I ate that shit. So I, I, uh, one thing I thought, this, this is a little bit uh, self-aggrandizing or, like, too arrogant of me or something, but as I watched the dating show stuff... I felt like I'd be good on a dating show. I would. I could totally. And I've always <laughs> felt like I could be a good reality TV show type personality because I have the potential to be really loud and really like upfront with my feelings in a way that could be very entertaining. Yeah. On a TV screen. Yeah. I'd watch that. Hell yeah! It brought me back to um, the early reality TV days of watching um, The Hills. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was all about who was dating who at what time and who went to the party to see the boys and which boys they all left with. It was yeah. wild that's, shit. Uh, that's that's like, the reality. T- I want to be on a dating reality TV show. I was thinking, like, reality TV could be a lot of things. Yeah, I don't want to be on Survivor. That shit looks hard. I want to be on, like, like Fire Island with all the hot young singles. Like, hell yeah, man. Put me on there. I watched talk, one- talk to some cuties, yeah. I watched one recently called uh, The Ultimatum. Anyone oh, really? That? Yeah, yeah I've, I've, it's I haven't on my seen that. Netflix recommendation. Queer Love. I watched The Circle. The Circle, okay. Yeah, have you guys seen that one? No, but no. I, another friend of mine watched it and liked it. Yeah, that one's fun. It's I all watched, about um, social media. I watched mm. a few episodes of Love is Blind. Oh, you know which one I want to watch? Love on the Spectrum. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. I really want to watch that. That yeah, it's a popular list. genre, apparently. It is. And the matchmaking? Adult. We watched the furry one. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Hot. Fucking nuts. Wild. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's, like, really into alternative-looking guys like me. Says the completely conventionally attractive guy with one tattoo on his arm. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a letdown. <laughs> Well, guys, some final thoughts on Oshinoko scores, if we if we shall. Uh, I give it an 
eight out of ten, maybe a nine out of ten, and I'm I'm definitely gonna watch season two. I'm a fan. Yeah, I give it an eight out of ten. Um, even though it makes absolutely no sense, even though it's very grounded in reality, just you know, put a supernatural tag on it. Reincarnated babies. There you go. Wham bam. Got a story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, if I could give it an eight and a half, I would. It's like eight, eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it's almost like you kind of forget that they're even re- reincarnated. At one point, I was yes. watching it, and I was like, "What? Like, okay, they're reincarnated, but who cares?" Also, you know What's what I mean? The point? Yeah. Well, and even even uh, in the second half of the show, Aqua has a, a moment where he's discussing either with Akane or with one of the other, with the other um, dating show girl where he, he kind of monologues and mutters to himself that like, well, you know, I'm slowly my reincarnated um, original soul personality is merging with Aqua, the teenage boy. And I'm becoming, you know, a different person altogether rather than two people, two separate people. Yeah, so why? What is yeah, the point yeah. of it? But now, but now, you know, Amelia, since you've uh, since you've said that, now it's like, well, the point is to set the set the pieces on the board in a way that leads you to these different scenarios that are more emotive. Not that anything should make sense. Shouldn't make sense. It's cooler that it doesn't make sense. I know, but uh, like still. <laughs> and we haven't even talked about muscle guy that squeaks. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, that guy. That guy. Yeah. Um, what the fuck was up with that? <laughs> little chick, little chicken man. And then yeah. Aqua pulls him off, and all the girls think is he's a oh, he's a little bit more slender in real life. Oh my god, yeah. I wanted to think it was funny, but I don't know if I did. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I didn't think it was funny. It was just weird. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the, the reincarnation thing it could have all been solved if you just said they were cr- like crazed idols they were idol otakus or entertainment otakus and they had really taking a liking to I loved her so much they wanted to be her hmm solve hmm. the whole thing no reincarnation <laughs> I want someone to watch the series for the first time without watching the first episode hmm mm. recommended right. watch order Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. If you're ready for that challenge, let us know yeah. and do it. Yeah. Or tell someone else to do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting to hear back. Yes. <laughs> Waiting to exhale. guys to get past present and future episodes head on over to our website at otakuhostclub.com where you'll find links to our social media like instagram twitter as well as our discord server where you can chat with us in between episodes shouts out to our community members knucklehead and fsm radio for being platinum mad club room supporters 
The biggest reason we love doing a podcast is our community. So if you'd like to support us, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash otakuhostclub. One dollar gets you into our pre-show banter and any bonus episodes, as well as early access to our regular show. Um, We have a seasonal episode up right now if you subscribe to the $3 tier. And if you are a Platinum Mad tier subscriber, you should be getting your sticker pack in the mail very, very soon. And that is one of the other perks of our $5 tier. So head on over to our Patreon if you want to get an Otaku Host Club sticker pack. Mm. Um, All of the links for everything will also be in the show notes wherever you're listening to this. And our next episode is tentatively about Angel's Egg. Yes. Angels do lay eggs, guys. I don't know if you know this. Mm. What it's about. You'll just have to stay tuned to find out. Biblically accurate angels leaving eggs. (laughs) Oh my god, that would be a literal nightmare. (laughs) Yep. Angel babies. (laughs) So look, look forward to Angel babies. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you in two weeks, guys. All right. Goodbye. See you later. Bye. Bye.